take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Hey, man. What's up? You know what day it is? Yeah, man. It's 420, brah. 420, brah. Don't we usually release our episodes on Thursday? But 420, today is a Wednesday, dude. Are we a little out of it? What's oh, going man, on? it is Wednesday. Damn. Well, glad we released it early so this episode could come out on 420. Because you know what 420 makes me think of? Let me take a wild guess. 311. <laughs> You, t- you took the joke away. It's just to say, weed? Yes. And I say, no, 311. No, no, no. It's, it's way funnier that I just cut this off because our stoner vibe at 40 was not sounding that was not sounding that great, you know? Right, right. But it does make me think of weed, and it does make me think of 311. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. There's that, man. Yeah. 311 is from our hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. And it's one of the things that we are uh, used to used to be come up more because they were a bigger deal back then. I, I mean, it used to be it used to be Nebraska football. Yeah. Yep. Three eleven. Yeah. You know, Warren Buffett. Warren's yes. third. Warren's third on that list. It goes three eleven, right. then Warren Buffett. You know, and, but now it's just Warren Buffett. But now it's just Warren suck Buffett. Three eleven yeah. isn't <laughs> at the peak anymore. So now, like Warren Buffett, Omaha Steaks. Like, yeah. that's what we're known for. How did 311, how did a band as cool and revolutionary as 311 come out of this town, man? There's a lot to unpack there, to use a phrase that you have said to me many a time on this show. Um, Before you get to that, the answer was weed. Weed, man. Okay, Californians <laughs> had been smoking weed way before. <laughs> like, you could find plenty of bands smoking weed before 311, so that's 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 just not a saying, thing. As far as something this cool coming out of Omaha. 311 came out at a, at a time when, um, you know, Seattle had all the grunge, right? You know, mm-hmm. so all that grunge rock. And I'm not sure when Saddle Creek Records came about. I think it was I think it was after like 311. But Omaha actually became uh, a hub for indie music for a for a short time, uh, which was which was great. Omaha did become known for having um, for non Broadway a lot of theaters and good children's theater and and a lot of good indie music in that time frame and 311 probably paved the way for some of that um mm-hmm. but you gotta remember back then there was no internet there was a time 
when there was no internet. You had to physically record your music onto a cassette tape and and send that tape to labels and and shop the music around. I mean, that would be the equivalent of like in film, putting your movie like El Mariachi on videotape and then VHS and shopping it around the agencies of, of Los Angeles. And, and clearly... They were a very unique sound blending, you know, uh, uh, um, stoner music with, you know, kind of that rap rock kind of stuff, right? I mean, and it's yes. it was unique. It was different. Very, very unique. This album that we're talking about, specifically, we're talking about one album today by 311. 311 Music, their debut mainstream release. They had some demos before this came out. But this was their debut major label uh, release, and it is so good. It is it is fire. It is whoa whoa whoa. Post two thousand alert. <laughs> it slaps. Jesus. It's a it's full of bangers. <laughs> oh my god! I got to get out of this. Get me out of this episode. What's happening? I mean, I'm now I'm in an alternate universe. <laughs> um, the you you touched on it. It, it is so musically diverse. I can't believe this came out of Omaha in 93. Um, because by, by three friends that literally went to school, smoked weed together, and then just played after school. I mean, they were the definition of the garage band that made it. They went to West Side, dude. Our parents should have sent us to West Side. Public schools, everybody. None of this catholic school stuff <laughs> send your kids to west side and they might be 311 uh they, they they blend this blends all of this all these genres and it was it was ahead of its time because yeah. it, 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 it's heavily influenced by reggae and hard rock rap uh and and some of that um oh i had another genre and, and alternative rock Alternative rock, hard rock, rap, uh, funk and, and reggae. And funk and reggae. Thank you. Th that's it. That's what I was. Funk was the one that I was missing. We saw mashups of genres. Um, you know, there was some rap rock uh, prior to this. You know, Public Enemy and Anthrax did stuff together. Run DMC and Aerosmith did some stuff together. This was a mashup of four, five, six different styles yep. all within the same songs. And that's why this one slaps so well is that it's, it's, it, it, it is within ice, a single track. You've got five, six different genres thrown at you. You've got two different singers with different styles, similar, but different styles. Yep. And you've got world-class musicians playing their instruments it, enough cannot be said about this album and i hate to say it but this is 311 to me look oh, they had totally. some other good ones they you know grassroots was all right but man they lost me they lo they they lost me with when they went big <laughs> they they well, when they, they went they aliens, when they, when they went aliens, with, uh, aliens. It, it started to it, it started to dwindle back back with music you and, and it might be different for us being from nebraska originally because we had a closer affiliation with the music 
a lot of the people I know have seen them live more times than than any other band uh, that they're in love with. I, I, you know me, I I only go to a very small select handful of concerts. I think I've seen them three, four times in concert. So mm-hmm. there was a connection to it, not just to the music, but also you felt like you were a part of it. But but music felt close to their original garage music and and was it was much more polished but it felt unique and different and then their tone changed a little bit as the albums went on but yes from the moment track number one welcome hit from the minute you hear the first sound it's mm. awesome this was our national band. This came out, I mean, I think I was around 14, 15 years old. And this was this was our city, our time, our everything. Nothing. They could have made better music. I don't think we would have recognized it because it had such a great stamp on, on our lives. And speaking of that, you reminded me of the first time I ever heard it. We talked about this guy before. I don't remember the first time you heard it, if it was the same day or whatever. But your babysitter had that boyfriend who, in the same night, introduced me to Pretty Hate Machine. Right. You know, I was a fan of Nails already, already had Broken, already had Fixed, already had Downward Spiral, I think. So this would have been 94. And then I went over to your house that one night, and he played 311 music. And he played Pretty Hate Machine, and both of them blew my mind. Yeah. And that was, so 13 for me is when I think I heard it for the first time, and it was like, (laughs) this kind of music was not on my radar at all. I was into the harder stuff. We were both into rap. We were both into, like, you know, Metallica and Nails and the hard stuff, Thrasher. But then to start with, you mentioned Welcome, the opening track. Yep aptly titled name for an opening track it comes in with that sweet uh smooth sick uh reggae guitar with a with a dope bass line yes and 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 it just sets the mood so chill and well and and then but then it takes it to the hard rock late later in that song yes And, and and you've got this like chill opening but then you got this hard quality to it. And you're like, is this a different song? Is this a different band? What is this? Yeah. And then suddenly you hear one guy singing and then he's replaced by a Hispanic rapper. And you're just like, dude, this is like everything I wanted all in one band. Yeah. And what was even what was even cool about it, you know, and I think more bands did this back in the day, but as Welcome is ending... The tone carries straight into Freak Out, track two. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was almost like, and what's, you know, since um, we know they smoke weed and they philosophize a lot and have spent many hours staring at the ceiling thinking, uh, notice how there's a connective tissue to all of their music. It's like mm. things roll from one to another to the another. I mean, it, it's it, it, it's like something... It's like the musical version of a movie where everything connects together until mm-hmm. track 12, Fat Chance, which mm-hmm. I wonder how many people remember that song or not. 
which we'll get into yeah. uh, probably later. But because uh, it's not really part of the album, it's a it's a secret track. <laughs> Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we. We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Dev's Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chuhai Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chuhai Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. We're legally the best. New this April from HyperX. It's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile gaming with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks, and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone widths and can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperXNHP.com, Amazon, Micro Center, Target, Best Buy, and other fine retailers. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's Shh. arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have, no, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. So, so some of the people I want to give a shout out to Nick Hexum is the, is the main singer and, and rhythm guitarist. He was awesome back in the day. S.A. Martinez adds this level of dimension. He was the newer guy. He was, a uh, he, he was added later to the band and added this new dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess he was kind of like following him around or part of the crew and they're like just you're going to be part of the band now and i think i think they work very well together uh, the, yeah. with the dynamic the the bassist peanut is uh was an inspiration for me he he yo peanut beat that thing yeah. and it slaps it and he gets funky with it and he he's a top-notch bassist that in my mind in the early 90s was like up there with flea i mean in yeah. terms of top level funk bassists and and adds it, it what else strikes me about this is how well produced and engineered the album is it is so crisp i'm so glad they recorded this in la they had the songs written mostly in omaha and on demos and playing live yeah. but they recorded this in la and the engineering and production and sound quality and tone and the levels and the crispness so of the great. sound is so great for a uh, uh, which was at the time was a nothing band from Nebraska to get such great production quality out of it is is phenomenal. There's yeah. albums made now that don't sound this good. No, it was it was very very well produced, very well done, uh, and I mean, and that's that's what you get though when you take. This is why that album is so great. It took the raw garage thing that they had been doing that they had been jamming out on in their in their garages and on stage and that raw energy you take that to ocean studios in burbank with a good engineer and all of a sudden they take and they pull out and and mix that together and and you get that because you'll, it was like it's the first thing. It's the first time you're blending raw and polish in the same thing, and that that's what makes it sound so cool. Because if you're used to it, you're writing music for that polish. 
You're planning mm-hmm. for that polish. Mm-hmm. This is that great blend of producing and and great musicianship. And, and that's why music was so great. And we've talked about it before, but, it, you know, every band is different. But a lot of times band's first one is their best yeah. because it's the stuff that they, they, they started in like 89, I think, or 88. So they were together five years playing shows before this touring mm-hmm. and playing locally. And they played Sokol and they played, yeah. you know, the ranch bowl all the time and, and then toured. And in fact, their tour bus caught on fire, their van caught on fire with all their equipment inside of it. Yeah. Uh, no one was hurt, but they lost their, uh, you know, they, they, they lost their equipment so, so they had been cutting their teeth, but the point is they had five years to perfect these songs and they had recorded demos and then they actually redid some of the stuff when they were in yeah. the studio in LA. So they mastered it and there's no way you can get, this is why in my opinion, their other stuff isn't as good is because the next one came out in 94 and the yep. one after that was 95 yep. and then, and, and then they just start churning them out. And while it's more commercial and more polished, it's less soulful. Gone were the, the you got five, six different genres in one song. Yeah. They just started going, like, think of Down. I really don't like 311 self-titled, the alien one. The big one they have. Because it all, they just chose one genre per song. Like, Down is such a basic... That's it. The whole song is just like this one riff so with they, no real So wait, so they get it. they get the money, the backing, and the time, and then they strip themselves down from the complexities yeah. that made them awesome. I have a theory about that. I was going to get to this later, but... And I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to crap on anybody for trying to be successful. Throw it out. They had been, their their band had burned, you know, their van had burned. They, they were struggling kids from Nebraska. But I think they, like many other bands, chose, consciously chose, let's sell out. Let's just go ahead. We've been a garage band all these years. We've got a, we have a two, three studio albums under our belt, belt now. Let's. Let's go for the brass ring. Let's sell it. Jimmy's Chicken Shack did this. Hmm. Incubus did this. Uh, and and I think 311 decided to. And that's their choice, and that's fine. But let me just go ahead and read the lyrics to Welcome, the first track on this album. I can't survive on a stupid 9 to 5. I'd rather be poor, writing tunes, living in, on, in a commune, kicking it with my brothers and significant others, life in pursuit of money, uh-huh, we think it's funny. The only thing that money could ever bring for me would be some gifts for my friends. Follow me now, trips for my family. The only thing I love is freedom. People around me, I need them. I'd like to buy the world a Coke. I said it. <laughs> but I could never get in, interested in dreams of wealth myself. He says he wants to be in a commune and just write tunes and he doesn't need money. And then three years later, they completely go commercial. He bleached his hair, the down video, and just that sort of Everclear vibe I got from him really hurt my soul. What did you think was going to happen? You're going to, A, you write what you know. So if all you know is how to slum it in the garage and write slick, cool tunes, and then all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of money thrown at you, you're going to think twice about living on that commune. They didn't get it thrown at them. 
they <laughs> consciously chose to sell out is what i'm saying no they, they just, already they had chose. money no no because no, music they made money on music they had to sure but that and they made you, money on the difference album. between making money there don't you think there's money difference between making money touring and, and putting out no, because independent every, albums no, because they already had a really good following no, everybody knows. A really the, good everybody knows the majority of the bands that travel that that you make your money from the live shows. They were cultivating an audience long before this alleged sellout period. You know what I mean? No, they sold out. They changed their image. They changed their style. You don't think they that was a conscious decision that they I wanted? Do think it was that a they wanted? The, yes, and I'm saying that, that that's why they lost. Some of their soul, they lost some of their cool vibe. They lost, they, they they changed their sound to be more commercial. To be here's a three minute song with three notes and down down, down down whatever like that. And and I don't know, man. Which is they, funny because I bet you there's a lot of people listening to this that actually probably disagree with you on this because they're like, wait, that was my favorite album. I've never been afraid to take a stand. No, <laughs> no, and I'm taking the stand band. with you that I personally love music the best. I did not like the other stuff nearly as much, and I, I, I gave it a shot. I didn't not give it a shot. I didn't go. He has bleach blonde hair now. I'm not listening. I, I listened. I gave it a shot, but I didn't love it. It didn't make Chad feel something like music did. Like their mm-hmm. debut commercial album. I gave it a shot too. It sucks. Come original. You gotta come original. All your potatoes come original. All right, you're gonna go more bold than I am on that sucks word, but hypnotic was uh, hi- hydroponic. Sorry. <laughs> See, you're clearly not a stoner. Hydroponic. I never. I said very at the beginning that I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even hang. I couldn't even hang this back is- in ninety ninety three. You know ninety five. Yeah. Hydroponic. No one was hanging in 93. Like, nobody was... We were were 13 and baked. No, that was not a thing. No. That was Uh, not a thing. Hydroponic, I have a little bit of an issue with. Really? Because it is a song about weed. I mean, that's what hydroponic marijuana, how it's grown. Hydro, as Mm -hmm. the kids used to say. Um, I don't... I like the song. I like the lyrics. I like the idea of the song. The problem is I don't think it it meshes well with the music because the music is very, or, or the lyrics are very stony, but it's, the, the music is too hard for it. And it's like, it's, it's, it's too, it's too metal. It's I like a little it. bit too much metal for it. I like it. Because you, I like it. you don't understand what hydro is. No, but, but, see, but see, look, we just got to think about Tool. Hydraulic? Tool. That's this tool. Chat. We just 42. got to sing Tool together. <laughs> tool is like angry, aggressive music. That's all about bringing people together. You know what I mean? You can have contrasting stuff. This was a okay. little bit harder for them. Even though they were saying stoner words, man. It's okay. It had okay. contrast. Check and mate. Check and mate. You got me there. You, if you're going to throw yes. my own words at me about Tool, <laughs> like, yes. I, I got to give it to that. I, I guess I just wish it would hold. I, 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 I wish there were like some more mellow parts, but okay. You make a fair You make a You fair wish point. it had a little more rise and fall in it. Like it would get hard yeah. and come down. But that, that would mix 
more like the rest of their tracks. And right. they, they made a decision. I personally like it because having yeah. liked a lot of harder stuff back in the day, I thought the, the slower pace of the words with the harder music was kind of a unique flair that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. We got to talk about the name. The name 311, it is not a reference to marijuana. It's way more simple than that and yes. way more awesome than that. One of the bad, it's the, it's the code in Omaha for indecent exposure. Oh, it is? Oh, I that I didn't know. I don't know which band member it was, but one of the band members was cited for indecent exposure and got popped with a 311. So that's where it <laughs> so came from. So that's really where it came from? I See, growing up, I always heard that it was the time the school bell rang so they could all go smoke weed. Oh. So that's what I heard growing up. Yeah. So I just assumed that was it. So that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that it's an indecent exposure. <laughs> 